37 minutes. All right. All right, I'm good. Let's okay. talk about some Ninja Gay Dan. Okay. Let's talk about how sexist this movie is. Dave, women need to be tied up and left at home when there are bio freaks to be I'm killed. almost not even talking about that. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you remember, Irene was a character in the video games, and she was an FBI agent. Yeah, she rescued now, Ryu. Like, Ryu gets knocked out and locked up in a cell, and Irene yeah, lets him out. Yeah, at the end out. of the first level. Yeah. And in this one, she's quit her job as an FBI agent to be to the lucrative position of sales girl at the Japanese shop, which is the name of the shop. What city is this even supposed to be in? I assumed it was Japan, but it doesn't no, make it's sense. Clearly, to New have... York. Okay, just from like the there's one zoomed out shot that looks like New York. Oh yeah, there's also a, I remember now there's a poster of La Miserable, so I guess that's supposed <clears> to be yeah yeah. It says Broadway on it. That's where we discover what New York is all about. Tranny hookers. <laughs> I, I don't know if that was their intention, but those hookers look like some serious trannies. I'm not surprised. Some guy playing guitar. He's having fun. Just plucking away on that gold guitar. They're like, New York is all about street musicians. People selling t-shirts of pictures with dogs on them. And, and people trying prostitutes. To, people trying to disguise their wangs. You mean the, uh, I mean, I don't want to get too ahead of things, but it turns out what you need to open the portal to hell is petrified demon wang. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Dave, come on. That sort of fits into Asian mysticism. Yeah, totally. Just powder that up, put it in tea. Penis potency. (laughs) It's like, no, don't put that powdered demon wang in a kettle. You'll open a gateway to hell. Oh, you've you've damned us all, Hiroshi. And sexual potency. So what's Ryu doing after he beat the the Jackito? <laughs> or or I guess his name is actually Jackio, but long ago we called him Jackito and I like that name better. I think it is better. That, <laughs> that was his code name, the tiny jacket. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Yeah, so I don't know. Ryu's been running around being a total punk. Yeah, and- he's sort of just like I read's like, do you want to marry me? And he's like, uh... Well, what's even worse is like, uh, so so I'm watching this show, and within the first ten minutes, there's like a five-minute long scene between Irene and the other chick. I don't even remember her name. Um, Sarah? Starts with an yeah, S. Yeah, Sarah. No, I think you're right, Sarah. And it's Irene and Sarah like talking about whether or not Ryu really likes Irene. Yeah, I was like, is I'm this like, the Ninja Gaiden OAV? I thought there were werewolves in this. What's even oh, worse is like, were werewolves. <laughs> I'm looking at it from the context of you know the current Ninja Gaiden games. Like the, this is this OAV is made long before uh, Itagaki really kind of let his creative Opened juices flow all over a pair of massive CG bosoms. Yeah, nobody's wearing like a leather jumpsuit. What's also like, like leather dominatrix gear? Like really, Ryu Hayabusa? He does not care about getting married to you. I'm sorry, yeah, Irene. He's going to turn into a hawk affirmatively skip out no. on the alimony payments. He's like, I'm Ryu Hayabusa. As far as I know, I might be the last person with the dragon bloodline, so I have to screw around, because we need like an army yeah, of dragon like bloodline ninja to fight off the freaking demon invasion, which is happening <laughs> all the time. Best excuse ever. He's like, sorry, I can't settle down. Got to raise a clan of my seed. 
Gosh, it's like, actually, demons. I'm kind of bound by I destiny do? to... Uh, and I'm not giving you that stupid thing where, you know, men are by nature promiscuous creatures. I'm the yeah, last the rest descendant of, them, they gotta get married. of the dragon ninja. <laughs> but not me. I'm saving the world. What are you doing? Working in the shop. Yeah. You know this... You know this OVA was made in the late 80s slash early 90s because her, like, waitress apron says VIP on it. (laughs) It's like, let's just put some nonsense on some clothing. (laughs) That's what people do, right? (laughs) Oh, man. Well, one thing that really also ticked me off is there is a very specific look to the Dragon Ninja. Namely, he wears just a ninja suit. He doesn't have, like, this fancy armor... It's not yeah, like what, what, what's a headband. With those shoulder pads. Yeah, for real. Shoulder, what's also with the shoulder pads pad? coming out of like Blood Bowl, the Warhammer fantasy football team, and I mean for real fantasy football, not what you bitches do in your office, where you're like, <laughs> I hope Donovan <laughs> McNabb doesn't I love get that the injured. Real fantasy football is oh yeah, this is, elves and ogres killing each oh, other. Oh yeah, it's an orc murdering an elf on the football <laughs> field, and that's how you score points. <laughs> Oh, man. Oh, that game's coming out. Yeah, I know. I, I keep seeing, like, things about it. Ugh, my my positive experience with Dawn of War has now made me open to play other Warhammer games, and I know that's a mistake. Oh, <laughs> uh, but that has nothing to do with Ninja Gaiden. But yeah, seriously, like, when Ryu was running around in the first ten minutes of this show fighting... I don't even know what they were. I guess, I don't know what you want to call them, like bioengineered ninja I, I guys? I call them the fetus baby army. <laughs> <laughs> because well, they just... walk around in, like, black suits, but they have a mask on, and when you break the mask off, they look like an underdeveloped baby. Yeah, they do kind of <laughs> look like that. Well, they, they discover that, like, lab that's full of babies in jars that I guess mature. They, they find, like, the one guy who's... It looks like a flayed person, but he's sort of upside down, kind of. I don't know how to explain it, but if a person was on all fours... Yeah. Just imagine that, but backwards. Oh, you mean when... I guess that's just how he, how he gets around. Like, yeah, when Junior Detective like all, Squad is investigating yeah. Friedman's apartment. So here, this yeah, is how... This is Friedman. a shakeman. So Ryu is inexplicably trying to... Well, I guess it's not really inexplicable. This guy, Dr. Friedman... And his buddy, somebody else, I don't know his name because oh, he's apparently very important to the plot, but Joel, he only becomes... Not, yeah, he's, he's in two scenes. <laughs> yeah, he's in exactly two scenes. So anyway, Ryu is being tracked by Friedman because Friedman uh, analyzed the energy burst that was created when Ryu killed Jackio and somehow used that information to synthesize his own dark god. And is now attempting to release the Dark God again. And I guess as part of this, he knows that Ryu is a member of the Dragon Clan. And, of course, will try to stop him. So he's kind of preemptively striking at Ryu with the uh, the fetus men, as Dave already pointed out. <laughs> um, what's funny is they're, they're sort of clued in, or the, the junior detective squad is clued in to this whole conspiracy because Ned Friedman, the, the, vi- the villain, it's like they hated the Jews. They're like, we can't let Mr. Friedman get away with this. He holds a press conference to say that he's cured cancer and says nothing at the press conference. 
and they mentioned that like three or four times. They're like, isn't it weird how there was that press conference and he didn't say anything? Mighty suspicious if you ask me. What do you think, Scoob? Like, these guys are so worthless. It's it's unbelievable. It's like, why are you... I like the I guess, one guy. I like the actual private detective who, like, has a conversation with Ryu about halfway through. He's like, I quit the army to fight demons, man. But there wasn't no demons. You killed all the demons. What am I supposed to do? Now I'm a shitty private detective and it's not even 1950. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was really funny when he was like telling Ryu, it's like, Ryu, you can't cut me out of this, man. I quit my job. I left my wife. I've got four kids, all right? If we don't get a dark god yeah. How and am kill I one my kid? right now, I'm going to look like a total jerk, okay? That's where we're at. You can't do this to me, it's Ryu. It's like they, like they started a business together. Yeah. It's like Ryu and... Jeff's business killing incorporate or demon killing incorporated. Well, that's not even Jeff's like, not even the one having that conversation. Jeff's oh yeah, the dude with not the beard. Jeff. I don't remember what that guy's name is. Like. I don't Joe. Bob. I don't remember. Who cares? <laughs> they're like because sitting around. They're like characters are the same person that they were in the freaking video game. <laughs> he comes into the office and Ryu sitting there with his like feet kicked up on the desk reading Ninja Digest. He's like, any calls today? No. It's like not even like a like a minor demon infestation. No, nothing. <laughs> ah, this sucks. I knew this was the wrong time to start a small business. <laughs> We're in a recession. Just, uh, us mom and pop demon hunting corporations are totally getting wiped out by big box industries. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I, and I, I can understand why they'd be afraid because these are like the lamest demons ever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> There's one part at the end where Ryu is storming the, the office to stop Ned Freeman and his, uh, his Well, he's like, not even really going there to plan. stop Ned Freeman. Somehow, we're not entirely sure how, but... Saving that chick. Irene, yeah. Irene gets kidnapped by Friedman and is being held at her office on the same night that Ryu is trying to rescue Friedman's kidnapped daughter. Which, like, he's just strolling down the streets of suburbia. Um, so I guess he's up in, like, I don't know any suburbs of uh, New York. I will say Chappaqua because that is where my roommate is from. <laughs> um, and he's just, he's just chilling on the street. And he's, like, walking, and he walks by Ned Freeman's house. And he gets a telepathic vision of the chick being like, save me, Ryu. And then he stops and he looks at Ned Freeman's mailbox. And he's like, "Are you in this mailbox, in little here, girl? Little girl?" He like pulls out his sword and like chops the mailbox in half. And neighbor comes out, "Hey, that's vandalism! Ninja <laughs> vanish! <laughs> Poof, smoke bomb! It's like, where are you gonna go? It's open streets, as far as the eye can see. What I like is how they decide to investigate Freeman's house." And they're like, yeah, there's been reports of screams coming from this house. And then in the middle of the night, they'll take out, like, body-sized boxes. And I'm like, in the middle of the suburbs? You sure the co-op board isn't going to have something to say about that? <laughs> like, if they get cranky because you, you don't trim your lawn just right, I think <laughs> performing twisted experiments might get on their nerves. Yeah. And the, tw the experiments are definitely twisted. This guy could not leave his work at the office. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You think that's something you do at the the office. Like, why do you need to take your work home with you? It's like, hey, what what's in that briefcase? Oh, you know, I'm taking four or five fetuses home. Going to inject them with some stuff. Same old, same old. Man, you sure oh, are dude, a workaholic. It's Martin Luther King weekend. Like, you got three days. Kick your feet up. Maybe cook a couple hamburgers. He's like, no, I'm really close to this breakthrough about pulling the evil gods through a portal. <laughs> kind of working on that right now. Plus, you know, the two-headed dog with the people's faces, yeah, that's not really working out as well as I hoped. I need something <laughs> yeah. else to really buff up my uh, year-end review. Our, <laughs> our army of werewolves and fishmen. <laughs> Isn't like it's not really performing up to the standards set by the company. So I got to come up with something big. I don't want to big. disappoint Professor Bucky Wise. That's the guy's name, Bucky Wise. <laughs> and it's is- a hyphen. It's Bucky Dash Wise. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So behind uh, Friedman is the one. I guess Bucky Wise is using Friedman. They never really explain what yeah. Bucky Wise is angle. They don't. They don't is. know that though. The junior detective squad goes to interview him about Friedman, thinking that he's just this innocuous coworker, and they ask him two questions, and then they leave. They're like, "So you know this Friedman guy?" He's like, "Yeah, pretty smart guy, huh?" He's like, "Well, some people say the line between genius and insanity is pretty close." I think Friedman was on the insanity side. He's like, you want some coffee? And they're like, no, we're good. Interview's over. It's like, but, but I, but I, I didn't even I've get got to some more ominous things to say. <laughs> yeah, it's like, let me pet my kitten here. That's a trap kitten. It's an evil kitten. The harbinger of Dune. Yeah, that cat, that kitten keeps showing up places and doesn't really do anything. Yeah, when it when it bursts into the the antique shop and attacks Ryu and Irene, I was like, "Oh snap! That is an improvised explosive kitten. <laughs> it's an IEK." But it just it basically walks in the door. Maybe it's like a homing beacon, like laser targeting for artillery. Yeah, except it's <laughs> like they, they send the kitten in, and then that's how the the demons know where to go. That would never work. Those demons would like keep breaking into like sewing shops or. Yeah. Like garbage cans. <laughs> this is another Pets Plus store. Come on, kitten. He's like climbing on one of those weird kitten towers. So far, we've managed to assassinate all the warm ledges in this city. <laughs> there's like they keep the city keeps like there's a gardener somewhere. He keeps finding these sunny patches of grass all shredded. He's like, what is going <laughs> on? It's like somebody's doing this on purpose. On, a, on, a, on another note, though, the, the pigeon population is way down. <laughs> They're like, you know, kid, in one of these days, you're going to run up on some pigeons and we're not going to be around to save you. And he's like, Row! and they're like, how can we say no to that face, that horrendously misshapen face? <sighs> but yeah, there's <laughs> the one funny thing is uh, in that. The, when the ninjas are assaulting the Japanese shop, it's like one of them keeps trying to attack Irene. And it's like at some point you'd think they would stop trying to attack Irene because as soon as one of them looks at her, they get their head chopped off. Yeah. It's like she is totally baiting, guys. I know she looks like the soft target, but come on. 
What's she gonna do? Kill the guy with the sword. <laughs> yeah. Well, then she gets it a gun. Like, yeah, she pulls the revolver out. Yeah, dude. And then the hardcore stuff goes down. That ninja was like, I'm gonna get her. And then he's like, oh, crap. She's got a gun. And then she explodes his head all over her. <laughs> and then the, the, they, they have to make their escape, and the cops show up with the, the best response time of any New York cop ever. Well, yeah, especially when you consider that. And they, like, that- pop into the room, and all there is is decapitated bodies everywhere. <laughs> and then the cop runs into the back room, and he's pointing his gun at the severed head. He's like, all right, uh, nobody move. <laughs> especially you, head. <laughs> Well, it's like yeah, the only thing that would have made enough na- noise to attract attention in New York was the gunshot. It's like, hey, sounds like somebody's banging some pipes together. I don't know, it might be the heat, whatever. Yeah, don't worry about it. It's old buildings. But eventually Irene does get kidnapped and they have to raid the building in two separate raiding parties. Like, well, it's Ryu's crazy. just doing his own thing. Not only is it two separate raiding parties, but the raiding parties are going to the same place for different reasons. It's like nobody has a good laugh when they finally meet up in Friedman's office. It's like, you're here to save Irene? I thought I was rescuing some random little girl that was talking in my brain. Oh, <laughs> Isn't that crazy? <laughs> oh, that's, that's delightful. Okay. Because it gives Detective Guy and Jeff time to have, like, a really man-to-man conversation. Where he's like, Jeff's like, listen, Detective Guy. It's in my blood. I'm a demon. I'm a demon I'm a mercenary. mercenary. I live for the kill. And Detective Guy has to, like, talk him down. He's like, we're all like that, man. We all just live to kill demons and have a good beer <laughs> and make out with women. And then he says, and some of us like men. <laughs> 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 At which like, point deep. Jeff's like, okay, why don't you take a couple steps back? Listen, I thought when we tied up that reporter chick together, that was about something else, right? <laughs> He's like, I just didn't want any girls interrupting on our man time. <laughs> what was really crazy is like when Jeff is having that conversation, he's like, he's like I can't stop shaking. It's the demon blood inside of me. I'm like, really? Because it looks like you're a total pussy. That looks like the reason yeah. you're shaking. Well, the thing is, he doesn't actually have demon blood inside of him. And that's a dangerous thing to say when you're fighting actual demons. <laughs> yeah, like the other guy just shoots him on the spot. He's like, yeah. I've got demon blood and <laughs> <laughs> Jeff was a demon. It was a metaphor. Ah. <laughs> just keep shooting him. <laughs> we can't risk it. Even if they didn't they- succeed in like rescuing... Irene, Friedman's got to be bankrupt at this point. Like, how many of those bioengineered freaks do they kill? Two guys slaughter an army of werewolves. <laughs> I mean, while they're having that conversation, a were-leopard tries to roll up on them, and they just shoot him in the middle of the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> there's also that great scene where uh, the there's they're, they're having this conversation... And no less than three times during the conversation, one of the mutants tries to ambush him. And it's like they keep treating it like it's a rude interruption. Like the first one, they shoot like 12 times with a shotgun, and then Jeff starts shooting him with the Uzi. It's like, it's okay, Jeff. I think he's dead. (laughs) And then Jeff gets taken out by a mutant creature from Fraggle Rock. (laughs) Well, yeah, but like, can you... At this point, you should have been moving on. It's like, no, no. Let's just finish our tea... 
and then we'll go. It's like <laughs> you know, I don't it, think it's safe here anymore. <laughs> they know it feels where we to me are. When you're playing, it's like, hey, like it's three p.m. All right, I drink tea at three every day. It rhymes. It feels to me and like when, when you're when you're playing a a versus match of Left for Dead. And, like, one thing goes slightly wrong, and then you're stuck in the same area for, like, five minutes. Yeah. You're like, please, can we just go? <laughs> yeah, you're getting the last teammate up. Like, oh, my gosh, we got to get out of here. Because you know We're the screwed. boomer's about We've to We've already lost this round. <laughs> yeah, it's already over. They've done way more damage to us at this point. We are hosed. But they do eventually get there. Well, Jeff doesn't make it. Like, did you ever doubt for a single second that he actually died, even though he exploded a backpack full of C4 right next to him? I I really thought he was dead. And I didn't even know he no, was going to, like, ex- they don't even make it clear that he explodes the C4. I mean, he holds out a pistol, shoots a couple times, and then a whole floor blows up a la Die Hard. I was like, he's coming back. He's not dead. No way is he dead. Oh yeah. Well, then, what's really crazy is they, there's really no emotional impact from Jeff's death. Like the other yeah, guy, you know, never goes, like Ryu. Oh, no, Jeff! This guy killed Jeff. It's like, oh, okay. You mean this weird green guy with red lips? Can I just say in his mouth? That's clearly a like bioengineered cannon, and he never uses it. That is the worst, worst character design in any anime oh, yeah. ever. I'm really scared of the fat toad demon with the spine that his spine and ribcage is outside of his body, basically, is what it looks like. So scary. And then he's got to fight with a sword. You're a demon. Why do you need a sword? Yeah. So, like, ground-level fishmen were deflecting Ryu's swords with their hands. You're supposed to be the dark god. Yeah, he and he does sort of go out like a punk for being a dark god. Well, Ryu does Truth drop him off 90 stories like twice. Oh, yeah. It's just like they keep rolling. <laughs> Ryu never <laughs> takes his sword out. He just like punches him off one roof, the sword seal, and they start rolling on the ground off the next roof onto a statue. The first time they fall on the ground after like they launch off the first roof, an explosion of blood comes from Ryu. <laughs> And he's fine. <laughs> he just gets back up. He's like, whatever, I'm cool. Don't worry about me. Just I'm a dragon ninja. Take a knee. <laughs> and he, like, drops him onto a statue in the lobby. <laughs> They're like, oh, why did we make this building out of tears? I probably could have survived one fall, but two falls was just too much. I thought it was going to be like in GoGo 13 where they shot the demon on the way down. I was hoping that they were going to turn it into an Inazuna drop at some point, but they never did. That would have been awesome. Well, this game, or this movie, predates the Izuna drop, yeah. so that would have been difficult. Uh, and as I like look up on the Wikipedia, apparently Ryu moving to America and... Uh, Marrying Irene and starting an antique shop is canon. These events were described in the Dead or Alive franchise. So this what? is basically the bridge between the Nintendo games and Dead or Alive. Dead or Alive does not come like is nowhere near canon. That is, uh, it's a crappy fighting <laughs> game not. first of all. And the guy like 
if this is so, I guess maybe it makes more sense because the Ryu Hayabusa in Dead or Alive looks a lot more like the Ryu Hayabusa in this OVA than he does the freaking Nintendo game. Yeah. Well, there's no purple jumpsuit, certainly. That is really... I can't believe they claim that Dead or Alive is canon. Well, Tecmo put it out. I don't know, man. It was all Itagaki. It's like my masterwork. You're going to find out at the end of my career that all my games took place in the same universe. Even that dude that looked like Hulk Hogan. He was all part of it. He was the barbarian... He was the boss at the first level of the first Ninja Gaiden bum, bum, in that bum. bar. And that's where they decided to open up the antique shop. It all ties together, man. How could you go from fighting off the Demon Lord to selling antiques? It's like, well, yeah, I'm looking for a quiet life down. in which the, uh, the destiny of my bloodline is not fulfilled. That's kind of what I'm interested in. Yeah, you're probably sick of that after three video games. He's like, how many airships am I going to have to raid? Because, frankly, one was enough. <laughs> I think eventually, like, Ryu Hayabusa just eventually storms the Pentagon. He just walks in. I want to see who's in charge. It's like, seriously, guys, I've been fighting these things with swords forever. You've got fighter jets. Get it yeah. together. Just bomb the demons. <laughs> you can't, can't go in there, Mr. Hayabusa. The he just slaps her. The secretary's trying to stop him. It's like, Ryu, did you just hit a woman? I'm really mad. <laughs> what are you going to do about it? Huh? What? I kill tanks with a bow and arrow. I kill tanks a with a bow yeah. and arrow. Is they he, were armor-piercing arrows. <laughs> He's not lying. Do you want to try it? He's like, roll a tank out right now. Let's see how this goes down. <laughs> like, I don't know. We don't have that many tanks. <laughs> It got to, we don't really want to lose one. Yeah. It's like, I killed two in a row and then a helicopter. What's up? I fought two tanks They're at like, the same okay. time. All right. Ryu Hayabusa is now the president. <laughs> Sorry, Barack Obama. It's like, yeah, damn right I'm the president. Then all the birthers the are like... kicking your ass. Finally, the birthers would have a point. It's like he's, he speaks with a Japanese accent. He's from Japan. Why won't anybody stop him? Then a puff of smoke appears behind that crazy Russian lady. Assassinates yeah. her on national TV. We have a birth certificate here that says Ryu Hayabusa never had a birth certificate because he was born in a rural Japanese ninja <laughs> clan village. No, there is a birth certificate it's printed on some ancient scroll. We have a prophecy written in With stone. With a bloody handprint. <laughs> yeah. It's like we have this... We have very positive intel tattooed on this Spider Clan ninja's forehead, which we found on a decapitated body outside the Ryu Hayabusa. Oh yeah, outside like the Dragon Clan castle. <laughs> the birthers all get all their information from the Spider Clan corpses. <laughs> We've got all these journals. <laughs> While the demon invasion was going on, it's a good thing those Black Spider Clan ninjas were uh, really considerate about writing down their thoughts. And I'm surprised most of their thoughts weren't, this sucks, there's <laughs> demons everywhere. Uh, like, yeah, most of the intel we receive from these journal entities is worthless information about magical techniques we'll never be able to perform, but every once in a while somebody describes something that Ryu Hayabusa yeah. did to them. So not only we is also, he yeah, not born described... in America, we're almost certain he is a sociopath. 
with no remorse. <laughs> we also discovered this scroll of Inferno, but we don't have the purple jewels to power it up yet, so it's kind of <laughs> worthless. But we think if we can find a couple more corpses, we'll be good. <laughs> oh, Ninja Guy Novia, you suck. Yeah, this is, this is pretty bad, but also a good choice. It's been recommended many times, but the push we finally needed was that someone posted a link to a mega upload page where you could just download it. <laughs> That's, uh, take that to heart, listeners. If you want us to talk about something, providing the material directly is a good way to do it. Ah, uh, yes. But anyway, at the end, Professor Bucky Wise turns into a demon, and then they kill him. And then at the end, they're like, I'm Detective Guy. I'm going to marry you, Sarah. And he, like, rolls around with her on the ground. And she's like, I'm still fucking pissed off about you guys tying me up in a chair. <laughs> After I tore my skirt and everything, because they were like, you're a girl. You can't run in a skirt. And she was like, well, I'm just going to tear the skirt, and then it's going to be fine. And they're like, fuck. Well, actually, we just really don't like girls. So <laughs> we're going to tie you to a chair. So oh, I'm still man. really mad about that. He's like, let's get married. <laughs> and then Jeff's giving the eyes to the other reporter chick. I thought he was just going to, like, start up a relationship with her. I guess that was just secret code for take a picture of the happy couple. Who knows? And, and while this is going on, there's, like, a really brief cut to, like, the office where apparently they left the girl. Yeah. Like the, they, they leave left Friedman's the daughter up in there, the office. Amidst the carnage. And uh, she picks up the demon boner, and it's like, dun, 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 to be continued, dot, dot, dot. Hopefully question not. Question mark? No, clearly not. This thing was made nearly 20 years ago. If they haven't made another one yet. Thank That's why God. Inagaki quit Tecmo. He's like, I need to realize my true vision. Anime director. <laughs> no, Inagaki, stop. It's too powerful. <laughs> <laughs> 